Coming up, leave a legacy that is approved by God. Uh, I, I hope you're thinking about your legacy leaving right now. So whatever you had in mind, I don't know what you, you might have already written some things in your will that you was going to leave and to who you was going to leave it to. Um, I, I, I think you might need after hold on to that for until this message is done so that you can run it through these guidelines and see if it fits. <laughs> if it fits into the guidelines. But I would hope that whatever you're doing, that you sought God's approval. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's a fact. Whether you see yourself this way or not, you are a leader. Have you identified those who are watching and following you? Join us for the continuation of the message series, Evidence of a Leader where we'll look at leadership through the lens of God's Word. Here's Pastor Robert with the message, The Legacy of a Leader. The Legacy of a Leader. I've already declared to you guys all in the earlier in the series that we all, as believers of Christ, we're all leaders. Okay, I mean, God has made it very clear you're a leader. And uh, salt of the earth, light of the world. Okay, Send my message to the world. That's leadership. Again, you will know. Just try to witness to some few people. You'll find out how it's going to take leadership to, <laughs> to get people to change their mind. <laughs> and so since we are leaders, that means we're all, this message today is talking about you. Because uh, we're all going to leave here one day. Even though we're leaders, we're going to leave. Okay. <laughs> and we're all going to leave a legacy. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, you will be leaving a legacy. So I think everybody needs to pay attention to this message today as we talk about the legacy of a leader. And I'm going to use two historical great leaders as case study for us to look at and how they left a legacy. And hopefully we'll learn some from them, these great leaders, on how we should make up our mind and start to make some decisions and live a life that can leave a legacy based upon what we learn from their legacies that they left. And the first case study um, we're going to look at, and I'm not going to tell you in a second, but I just want to, first of all, dial you in and just, just basically define, well, what's a legacy? And, and dictionary.com says this. Write this down on your paper. The definition of a legacy. The definition of a legacy. Dictionary.com says anything handed down from the past as from an ancestor or predecessor. Definition of a legacy, anything handed down from the past, from an ancestor or a predecessor. So you're leaving something when you leave here. Again, even if it's, even if it's unintentional, you're passing something down. So the first case study that we're going to look at, write this down, is a legacy that Moses left was Joshua. A legacy that Moses left was Joshua. So Moses is our first case study of a legacy lever. And the legacy he left was Joshua. Deuteronomy 31.7 says, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the presence of all of Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. So Moses left Joshua. Now, I want if you're not clear on the fact that Moses was a great leader. And let me tell you a little bit of about his greatness as a leader. Moses 
negotiated the freedom of over two million folk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we get excited when somebody you know we have some historical things uh, happening, and, and somebody went over there and negotiated, and they came back with two or three. Yeah, you, you know, Moses <laughs> Moses negotiated the freedom of over two million folk. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's some great leadership. I know, I know. Negotiate. I use the word negotiate a little light lightly, you know. Um, because when, you know, and I understand that you might even be thinking, that that's, I don't know if I would call that negotiation. You know, when you go tell somebody God said <laughs> to let them go, you know, you go, I, I don't know how much negotiating that is, you know, but um, he didn't comply. So, you know, he, he said God said let them go, you know, and, and, and he, you know, Pharaoh didn't comply. But then after, you know, 10 plagues, you know, when when the land got overran with frogs and 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 flies and and locusts, you know, and darkness, you know, and and then the animals and the peoples, you know, was inflicted with with boils. Yeah, you know, you know, something started happening in the negotiation process. <laughs> you know, and and the story goes on. You know, it was, it was ten plagues, ten things, you know, happened, and finally, you know. He said, okay, I'll, I'll let him go. But anyway, however you look at it, Moses, he was the leader of this movement of the freedom of over two million folk. And, you know, the, the numbers on how they play out, you know, is arguable, but, you know, we can, we can live with that. So he was, he was a great leader. And so we want to we'll look at him and his legacy was Joshua. Wow. Joshua. It's important to leave a successor so your success can continue. So the success can continue. It's critical. Some say if we, if you don't leave a successor, then it's not really success. It, 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 success is substantiated when you leave a successor. You've probably seen in your life at some point, you know, maybe on your job, somebody came up with this great idea or plan or strategy or program or something. And while it was there, it was going strong. But as soon as they left, it fell apart. And so it makes you wonder, well, what happened? That's what happened when there's no successor. So Moses, he left Joshua. And so from Moses leaving Joshua, there's some things we can learn. I'll write this down. There are some guidelines for leaving a legacy that we can pull out. Guidelines for leaving a legacy. Number one. Leave a legacy that is approved by God. Leave a legacy that is approved by God. Uh, I hope you're thinking about your legacy leaving right now. So whatever you had in mind, I don't know what you, you might have already written some things in your will that you was going to leave and to who you was going to leave it to. Um, I, I, I think you might need after hold on to that for until this message is done. So that you can run it through these guidelines and see if it fit, <laughs> if it fits into the guidelines here. But I would hope that whatever you're doing, that you sought God's approval of that legacy you're leaving. See, the world tells us that the legacy should be passed on a certain kind of way, but that's not, they may not be God's plan though. Uh, and I'm just saying that be sure to seek the King of glory. And come into his presence and say, I just want to be with you um, before you decide how you're going to leave your legacy so that he can help you leave your legacy the right kind of way. <laughs> Make sure it's approved by God. 
Numbers 27, 15 and 16 says, Moses said to the Lord, he, who's he talking to? He's talking to the Lord. May the Lord, he said, it's up to you, God. It's, you know, it's up to you. May the Lord God who gives breath to all living things appoint someone. He said, Lord, I, I realize I'm, I'm about to leave here. My, my leadership time is almost up. It's coming. And I just want to make sure when I leave that you, God, appoint someone. I want your approval of who takes my place as I leave this legacy. See, again, a legacy that God wants, not what you want, but a legacy God wants. See, you're going to be gone anyway, right? <laughs> you're going to, once you leave, you, you, you're determining who the legacy goes to or how it's left now, but you're going to be gone. God will still be present. So I, I think it's wise to ask God, what will satisfy you? Not what will satisfy me, because I'm gone anyway. Get God's approval. And we know that God approved Joshua. All right. Here's the second guideline. Number two, write this down. Uh, leave a legacy that is for the good of your community. Uh, leave a legacy that is for the good of your community. Numbers 27, 15, 16 goes on and says, Moses said to the Lord, may the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, appoint someone over this community. <laughs> He said, and, 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 and Moses' community was the children of Israel. That was his community. Right. You can, I don't know how you, far you look at your community. It may just be your, you know, your family, your immediate family. It may extend out. You know, if you're a basketball coach, you might say, well, my, my players are my community. I don't know. Yeah, whatever your community is, whatever you leave, make sure it's good for your community. Folks you fellowship with, the folks you group, your family, your whatever you call it, whatever you leave, make sure it's for their good. Because you're gone anyway, right? <laughs> Not your good. It's going to be good for them. Walk with me now. So Moses asked God, appoint someone who can be over this community. Now understand, that's still under the plan that they were supposed to go into the promised land. He wanted someone to lead them into, to help them get to where God wants them to be. That's why I was good for the community. Think about that, though. Number three, leave a legacy that your community can relate to. Leave a legacy that your community can relate to. This is important. Numbers 27, 16, 17a says, May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, appoint someone over this community to do what? To go out and come in before them. To go out and come in before them. <laughs> someone over the community who can relate who can intermingle who will be with them <laughs> someone that they can relate to connect with see touch whatever whatever you do you whatever legacy you leave you you want them to say they don't want you don't want them to want them to get it if it's, it's this thing it's this thing you left you say i leave it to you and then they pick it up and they go well what is this they can't even relate to it <laughs> If they can't relate to it, how can they maximize it? How can they take advantage of whatever it is it can bring? I don't, what is it? Right? We see this. We see this in families, and we hear about it. You know, it's like if 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 I'm a musician, say say I'm a musician, and I created some songs, I did some stuff, I, you know, whatever. And then I got five kids, and, and only one of them really appreciate music. Who who you think I'm gonna lead them my music to? 
right the right the, to the one of the children who re, who relates to it right it's like that's the one that appreciates it and can get the most out of it you know me like you know be, you know the kid that likes music is joe and then they're sitting in the and hearing the will and then he said dad left all the music to bill and joe is going like bill don't even like your music you know, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? He, don't, he don't even know what to do with it and joe is like dad i'm the one that was sitting with you at the piano all the time you know, it just, it just makes sense, right? That whatever I leave, I leave it to them and it's something that they can relate to. So when Moses asks God to appoint someone over them, someone who's going to come out and go in before them, who will be in their presence, who they can see, who they can connect, who they can touch, who they can relate to. So make sure your legacy is relatable to whoever you leave it to. Is this making sense? Oh, okay. <laughs> Number four, fourth guideline. Oh, oh, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> Here in the text, when it says someone who goes in and out before them, it's referencing uh, leading them in battle or to put it in a more practical way, leading them to deal with their struggles and challenges or being with them as they deal with their struggles and challenges. So, as it as this 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 legacy you leave to be relatable it also should be something that helps them deal with their struggles helps them deal with their struggles their battles their challenges okay. and they can relate to it and they can see how it can help them deal with their struggles guideline number four write this down leave a legacy that will lead and guide your community Leave a legacy that will lead and guide your community. Uh, Numbers 27, eight, and 27, 17, and 18 says, uh, One who will lead them out, bring them in, so the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. I want to pause there for a minute. Because we heard this in, earlier in the series, didn't we? we? We heard this when Jesus said he had compassion on the multitude because they were like sheep without a shepherd. He said they were weary and scattered. Other translations say they were uh, discontented and uh, aimless, didn't know what to do or where to go to get help and on and on. And Christ had compassion. So we heard this before. So now Moses is saying, point someone so that they won't be like sheep without a shepherd right yeah i hope y'all connecting the dots here with this message so it reads so in verse 18 so the lord said to moses take joshua son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit of leadership look at that god approved of joshua he said in him is the spirit of leadership We're talking about evidence of a leader God said Joshua had the spirit of leadership. You need any more evidence? <laughs> uh, don't need no, God said it, right? I don't need no more evidence. Uh, and, and so whatever legacy we leave should be something that will lead and guide the community, direct them. Again, Moses' legacy was Joshua. And he was concerned about the people so that they would not be like sheep without a shepherd. And God said, oh, take Joshua then. Ain't that something? Fifth guideline is prepare your community. Prepare your community to receive the legacy. 
prepare your community to receive the legacy. Numbers 27, 19 says, have him stand before Eleazar. He's talking to Moses about Joshua. Have him stand before Eleazar the priest and the entire assembly and commission him in their presence. So God told Moses to commission Joshua in their presence. Before that, he told him to lay his hands on him and then have him stand before the priests and the people and commission him. So before Moses left, died and left Joshua as a legacy, he had already primed the situation. So, so as I said earlier, that you don't want, you want to leave something that folks can relate to. You want them to pick it up and go, oh, what is this? You got to, part of that is preparing them to receive it. So here, when Moses knew he was leaving, but he prepared the children of Israel to receive Joshua as their leader because he commissioned them before him. So whatever it is you're leaving, make sure you prepare whoever you're leaving it to to receive whatever it is. Sixth guideline, leave a legacy that has power and can, can empower the community. Leave a legacy that has power and can empower your community. Numbers 27.20 says, God speaking to Moses again concerning Joshua. He says, give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. So don't just commission him, but also give him some authority. So whatever you leave, make sure it got power <laughs> and it has the ability to empower the community. Whatever it is. Okay. I know you're thinking about some stuff. Some of your stuff that you can leave. And, you know. <laughs> All right. But make sure you're running through the guidelines now. So Moses left Joshua. This takes us to our next case study of another great leader. <laughs> and the legacy he left. In fact, this is the greatest leader of all time. And you probably already know what I'm talking about. Um, so, so write this down. Uh, so, it, so, so before you write that down, I want you to think a little bit. I'm sorry, but uh, y'all already know I'm talking about Jesus Christ. So, hopefully, you're asking your your qu the question: Well, what legacy did Christ leave? Okay, now write this down. <laughs> the legacy that Jesus left is the church. <laughs> he, he, he left the church as his legacy, huh? Number one. The church is set apart by God. The church is set apart by God. So we, we know if God set the church apart, it's approved, right? God has approved of the church. He set the church apart. Uh, first, Tim, first Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation set apart. That's what holy means. God's special possession. Oh, yeah, the church. Is, is Jesus' legacy, the greatest person to ever live, the legacy he left is you if you're part of the church. The holy nation, God's special possession. Number two, the church exists to be a blessing to everyone. The church exists to be a blessing to everyone. The second guideline, if you look back at your paper, was that it should be something good to the community. Good for the community, right? The church exists to be a blessing to everyone. Uh, Galatians 6.10 says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those of, who belong to the family of believers. Uh, church exists to be a blessing to everyone for the good of the community. 
the church should benefit all. The church should add value to all. Um, and that, that's, we should understand that about ourselves. You should understand about yourself, that you should be adding value to everybody. You should be beneficial. Because you are Christ's legacy. You. Yeah, you. Number three, the church is instructed to be relevant to the community. The church is instructed to be relevant to, to the community. That means we need to be relatable. We got to be relevant. Look at what Apostle Paul says, 1 Corinthians 9, 22. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. Paul says, I want to be relatable. I want to be relevant. So I'm going to you know, come where you are I mean, so that I can connect with you so that I might save you, win you to Christ. That's what the church should be doing. When we were, I was out witnessing on the street with men in the cross and we would walk the streets and talk to people about Christ. We started noticing there were more uh, Spanish speaking, speaking people we were encountering. So I took with me uh, a Spanish Bible <laughs> so that I can be relevant and relate. Y'all y'all hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I started carrying with me a Spanish Bible. Y'all y'all get what I'm saying? And 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 so I'm trying to talk to these people. I'm encountering them, and they would say no English, you know. And <laughs> uh, you know, so now I can say okay. I can turn the same to 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 to. Let me find it here. One second, right here. Let me turn here to San Juan, <laughs> the book of San Juan. Uh, y'all y'all know San Juan is uh, Saint John. Saint John, San Juan, right? And 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 San Juan. Grace, the says. <laughs> John 3.16, for y'all that, that, that needed a little translation. Uh, John 3.16, let me read it to you. <laughs> San Juan, tres seis, he says. Por que de tal manera amo Dios al mundo que he dado a su hijo un genito, un hate in inu genito para que todo aquel que en el cree no se pierda pierda mas tenga vida eterna yeah so yeah so the church the church is the legacy of christ and, and we got to be relevant and relatable so as i said i start packing my spanish bible and I think I told y'all, too, that uh, I learned some some sign language from my co-worker some years ago. I used to go to him and say, man, give me, show me. I'd write down five words, ten words and say, show me these words. I got to the point where I knew like over 600 words. I don't know them all now, but I, 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 I started doing that. And so I had some encounters on the street. Y'all don't hear me with some folk who didn't who didn't who were deaf and couldn't talk. And they were speaking. So I could do a little sign language to them. Y'all don't hear me. I'm the legacy of Christ, y'all. Right? And we need to be talking to the whole community about the love of God. Oh, yeah. Paul says, I, I became weak so that I can save some. Oh, Jesus was following. In the, well, Moses didn't know he was, he was laying a roadmap out where you know, Christ was leading him, but it, the, Christ was following some of the same guidelines that Moses was. He left the church. And then look here, number four, 
relative to the legacy of that the, the, of Jesus, the church. It says the church is commanded to lead the community to God. Just like Moses left Joshua to lead, God is, Jesus have left, has left us to lead. Matthew 5, 16 says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. God is saying we should be leading folks to the light to glorify God in heaven. We're his legacy. Christ incarnate, the church is. Number five. Jesus Christ prepared the world for the church. <laughs> Jesus Christ prepared the world for the church. Just like Moses prepared the children of Israel for Joshua, by commissioning them, Christ prepared the world for us too. John, 1 John 2, 2 says, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. He atoned for the sins of the world that prepared the world. To receive him because he paid he paid the price. Romans 5 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ prepared the world to receive the church when he died for the sins of the world. <laughs> and now God and, and it was a demonstration of his love for the world. And now God has has uh, left us. To demonstrate, to live, to be a, to live and to give the message, to live it and give it, to live the love that Christ felt and to give the message that he died. Church is the legacy of Jesus Christ. Right. Um, Six point. Jesus Christ has given the church authority. I, I, I hope you understand, uh, number one, that you are the legacy of Jesus and that he's given you authority. I know you don't feel like it. You don't feel like nothing special. You know, you might not be able to read this Spanish Bible like I did, but just something else you can do that I can't do. You know, you can talk a language, maybe not a literal language that I can't talk, but you can speak, you know, that that the, the language of a certain discipline or a certain task or a certain job or something, you know, that I can't. I don't even know what that's about. I got to learn about that from you. You got to tell me what that, does that mean? I don't know what that means. You understand what it means. My man over here, he's a plumber. Right? He can speak plumber language. I don't understand plumber language, but I know he understands plumber language. So Christ has given us authority. Look what the text says. Acts 1.8. He says, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. I told you it was his legacy. And in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Matthew 28, 18 and 20 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. He said, It's all been given to me. I got all authority in heaven and earth. I got it. He says, Because I got it. He says, Therefore, go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus has given the, given the church authority to be a living legacy of him. Yes, he has. If that ain't enough, if, if it ain't enough that, you, that Jesus says go because I've given you authority, if that's not enough, if it's not enough that Jesus says you will receive power, speaking of the Holy Spirit coming, if that's not enough, look at what the next text, text says. It says, Matthew 18, 18, truly, I tell you, this is Jesus talking, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Did y'all hear what Jesus said about you? 
He says, as, as a follower of his, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, don't get too deep with it. You ain't got to get, get all that deep. Just take this point away from this. Okay, just take this point. Don't think too hard on it. Don't think too hard on it. We can get caught up in some stuff. Just take this point on it. Jesus is telling us that we are have the authority to authorize something here that gets authorized there. However you look at it, whatever it is, he's saying you have authority that extends into heaven. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Jesus is saying as his legacy, he has given you authority that not only has power here or has has existence here or has um, um, holding power here, but it also extends into heaven. He says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. You have authority that influences heaven. That's the point you need to leave with. <laughs> don't, don't, don't think on it too much. <laughs> Just understand that God has given you authority that extends <laughs> into heaven. <laughs> Talking about a legacy. You might not feel like it. You might have had a bad day today, yesterday, day before. Might have had a bad month. I don't know. But the Bible says, and I'm not saying that you just read it for yourself, that you are the legacy that Christ left. And he's empowered you. He's given you authority. He's directed you. He is declaring you. He's put his name on you. Declared you to be a leader. You are approved by God. And you are the living legacy of the greatest person that ever lived. And I don't care what nobody say about you. I don't care what your last review on your job says. It doesn't change the fact that Christ says, that's my child, then that's my legacy. They may have messed up, but they still my child and they still my legacy. And we as the church have to learn to walk as a living legacy of the greatest person that ever lived and do things for the good of the community <laughs> and do things that's gonna benefit the community add value to the community do things that the community can relate to live in such a way that we're relevant live in such a way that we're leading and guiding the community love the community so they can receive our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son. Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. 
You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Paul already knew, we already read, he already understood that his salvation was by grace, that it wasn't by any works that he could ever do. It was by not his works because so that he couldn't boast. He understood that. But he says, I fight though. I don't rest on my laurels that I'm saved and I go and push the cruise control button. He said, no, I fight, I fight. Thank you for listening.